0: Just like the final, we're going to get right to it. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am
1: Sheldon Alexander.
0: And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge. It's the final of the Challenge USA Season 2. Yep, we are before, here. Before we get into this season's final, I have to, I, have to, I think, remind everyone of some important context. Okay the first season of the challenge usa most people did not finish the actual final correct and i think that's an important context for this season's final because to me it seemed way easier like significantly Hmm. easier i don't know i mean keep in mind i didn't run it so what do i know (laughs) Uh, what did you think just overall of this uh finale
1: well you have to remember the weather aspect played a huge role in people not finishing uh challenge usa right that was do i have that right wasn't that like everyone was freezing and uh
0: but and none of them knew how to do sudoku
1: correct Um, that was one thing I saw online and I haven't, seen, I don't know if this is confirmed, but I think there were like pictures of it. Um, They didn't show that they had to stay up overnight. Like that oh. was part of it too. They had to do the whole like standing on a ladder thing. I'm pretty sure I saw that online somewhere. Um, Not this season. Last season. No, this season. They just didn't really? show it. They just didn't show it. Oh. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw a picture of that somewhere. Let me see if I can find it. But uh yeah i mean overall i thought it was still like i mean at the end of the day it's what the cbs version of the challenge is right you just hit the points, so you knew that like in a finale you're gonna have the eating challenge you're gonna have the running there's gonna be a lot of running you know you're gonna have the the puzzle you know like you just know you're just ticking the boxes of all the things that you you have in a finale and so they kind of hit that in a you know, pretty packaged way (laughs) if we, if we're being, uh, you know, straight up about it. And I thought it was all right. Like I, I thought it was good. I I didn't mind it. Yeah, it was fine. I'm just, I
0: noticed that it was as, as we often say on you killed it. It was not, not as difficult as like an MTV season.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's totally fair. So let's
0: actually describe the uh the finale the final so Let's it's it. day one they have four trials strength smart skill and strong stomach mm-hmm. naturally and then day two basically they just have to run 10 miles yeah i mean it's a little more complicated than that there's stops along the way but For essentially sure. they have to run a marathon Yeah. Excuse me, uh, nearly a half marathon.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that honestly, the way that this challenge went down, I thought it was kind of a thing where you just had to be the strategic parts of trying to double down at certain points, you know, on when you were going to pick. Because they had the the time stuff, right? Where like Mm -hmm. you get the head start or whatever. I feel like that, how you navigated that was probably a way bigger deal. Yeah. And people gave credit to but that's what I think.
0: Yeah. So basically, if you're last in any one phase, you get a one minute penalty. Mm -hmm. And then you also have the choice to double down once in the four trials. And when you double down, what you're essentially doing is you're betting if you win that stage that if you win that trial, you get a two minute bonus to your time. Yeah. And if you're last, you lose two minutes. So there's some risk reward.
1: Yes, there is. And I think, I mean, we'll get to it, obviously. But I th- honestly, I got to ask you this. Who did you think in the very beginning? Who did you think would win?
0: I thought it was going to be bananas.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Just overall, just because I was like, mm, he's gonna be the one to figure out that element, yeah, the 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 best. Uh, and also thought uh, that Tori would do well. I thought Tori would really like she's fresh off of a win, yeah. So I, I thought those two, I, and her, those two, and Desi. I mean, I think I've been pretty clear all season that I think Desi was probably the most competent of the survivor big brother like newer women i know this is yeah. her second season on the challenge usa but like of the newer people i thought it'd be between desi and tori
1: yeah i thought so too i you're pretty bang on there i was actually surprised at like just how this all went down but let's start from the beginning how what was the first sort of uh layout of it was it was strength
0: which was I mean in theory pretty straightforward they had four heavy boxes Mm -hmm. that they could put on a weight sled uh, and the boxes were uh, proportional to their weight Mm -hmm. uh, which is interesting because weight doesn't necessarily equate strength Um, I mean that's just facts it doesn't necessarily and um, yeah they just had to pull it up a hill and it wasn't like crazy far as it turns out Mm-hmm. uh but it's like a grassy hill so it is difficult terrain like thick grass yeah uh cory decides to double down which surprised me that fessel did not because of anyone you like i immediately was like oh this is a strength thing fessel's gonna like bet on himself when it comes to strength because it's all we hear from him it's <laughs> like i'm the strongest i'm the strongest so like i had assumed that given the opportunity he would bet on himself
1: Yeah, I thought so, too. And I could have seen that in a world where Fessy would have thought about doing that. But I think that, you know, he kind of wanted to see what everything was first and why take the risk. Because I think the other part is he probably thinks I can win all this without taking the double down. So why risk it if I could just win straight up? Like the risk might not be or the reward might not be worth the risk, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Um. And then we, uh, I mean, immediately as they start pulling them, everyone tries to get two or tries to get three of the boxes on the sled at once. Mm -hmm. And I actually asked the question, like, do you have to do all four, or like, can you split it up? And then they immediately cut to Chris being like, I just did two, (laughs) he's like, I (laughs) I just do two trips, yeah. (laughs) And it immediately paid off for him. Corey follows suit, but i think Corey followed chris's lead on it mm-hmm. and it didn't it didn't like he Corey never caught chris yeah what did you what would your strategy have been do you do a lot of sled work in your
1: workouts <laughs> no i can't say that i do but i feel like Corey had the right idea he just probably bit off a little more than he could chew right and i think chris We've been talking about it for a while now. It's not like we haven't seen Chris show how good of a competitor he is. And so I think people, some people might've been surprised by seeing Chris's performance, but I think we could tell for a while now, because we've seen him come through in a bunch of different uh, scenarios, a bunch of different uh, types of games that he can, you know, perform. Mm -hmm. So, it's not that Corey did horrible, I mean, Corey did do horribly, but like, <laughs> I think he put too much pressure on himself and he probably psyched himself up too much and got in his head because there is a strategy to bringing the, I think you got to be honest with yourself in the beginning. When you see how heavy it is, you got to be honest with yourself. Wait, can I do two trips or should I do three? Yeah. And just go at it that way.
0: Well, I also think this is part of my point about proportional weight. hmm I think I think Corey might be heavier. Like I think pound for pound, Chris might be stronger than Corey. Okay. And I think Corey might be heavier. And therefore his weights were heavier than Chris.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: Like it's about muscle efficiency, more than anything else. And and also strategy, because your man Corey ends up finishing last. He did so, so. He takes that two-minute penalty. On the women's side, mm-hmm. uh, I was surprised that Tori finished last. Um,
1: she and... had a very interesting, like I don't even know what to make of her performance in this whole thing. But yeah, you're totally right. She struggled.
0: Period. She, st- she struggled pretty hard. Um, Michaela finishes first. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of surprised by that outcome. Uh, And then we've got trial two, which is smarts, which is simply a spelling bee. Mm -hmm. This is where I would double down. Like as soon (laughs) as I said, I'm like, yes, I would double down on this.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, The spelling bee always makes for good times, right? Like it's always fun. It's always jokes. It's always like, you know, you get to see the people just mess up, right? Like, I think that's (laughs) the funniest part about it. No.
0: Yeah. I mean, they were, Aside from Corey, they mm-hmm. were pretty good <laughs> at spelling. Yeah. Um, we got to know Desi and Chris both doubled down. Desi says she made it uh, – sorry, Chris made, said he made it to his middle school ske- spelling bee in one. <laughs> and then they show a photo of him, and, like, he doesn't look like he's aged at all. And that's yeah. not to say that he looks young now. I'm saying he looked old when he was in middle school yes my man my man's looks like he's 35 <laughs> when he's in grade seven
1: yeah no i totally agree it's it's it is pretty funny you're you're totally right about that that's a great call uh, uh,
0: i also shout out to Corey who says man who spells nowadays
1: <laughs> yes right like Corey is so right he thinks that you know at the end of the day what Corey says is perfect. He's like, Who use spell check? Who even spells anymore? Which always makes me think of, you know, it always makes me think of what's going on in school right now. Yeah. And that's a funny part, right? Like what the kids do. Corey asks, Who spells anything anymore? You use autocorrect. I thought that was a perfect point because it's, it's facts. Like I wonder what it is now in school for kids with calculator, with your cell phone, right? With your iPhone, which is a calculator, which is spell check, which is all these things, right? Well,
0: I mean, what's even more interesting is you've got AI coming, right? Chat GPT, which I always have to say very carefully, because I struggle with that. Um, Like, I think long time listeners know I'm an instructor uh, for sports journalism. Mm -hmm. And like, we got to look out for that now. And like, what's even worse? is i think i told you this story offline but i was just curious about what chat gb gpt can do Mm -hmm. and uh so i asked it to do a biography of me and sheldon i regret to inform you Uh i died in 2004 at the age of 86. um i know i look good for a long dead corpse but but my point is kids might be relying on things that aren't so
1: reliable I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. I I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I might have to be down and over and done with. I mean, I can't really say that I've even entered into chat GPT before, but like that might be the first and last straw, just all in one.
0: (laughs) Um, But I guess Corey is on the cutting edge uh, and just relies on autocorrect, which is, I guess, not surprising. Um, I did find in this... Uh, trial Tori and Corey really exposed here as bad spellers. <laughs> like yeah. both of them struggled. I mean Tori missed out on one because she said she wrote alliance when the word was alliances. yeah like that's just like not listening.
1: not ready for the final at all. but it's also like you're just shook, right like yeah you clearly are just rattled and, and rushing and not thinking at all. um what was the other one schmoozing? schmoozing yeah chris got that wrong which i was kind of surprised at and of course did Corey get every single one wrong
0: yeah i think so damn um Um, so bananas and desi wins which is huge because as we said desi doubled down mm -hmm. so she gets a two minute bonus which is massive yep um trial three is skills so they've got to create a puzzle they have all these puzzle pieces that have two different colors, and they have to create the puzzle without any diagonals. Like they can't have any of the same color going in a diagonal. Mm-hmm. Um, Tori crushes this.
1: I, like, I saw Tori, this as Tori like anti connect
0: four. In it. <laughs> That's
1: yeah. what I saw it
0: as. Yeah, anti connect four. That works. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we should say Tori and Bananas doubled down on this. So Tori winning. Her double down pays off huge because she had taken penalties twice. So that put her at even. And this is where I know these penalties are confusing to me. Like they (laughs) really lost me with this system. And uh, I mean, maybe maybe they should have, they did after this competition show us sort of the standings. Or maybe it is after the fourth competition they showed us the standings, but like did, I needed yeah. it updated after every single trial.
1: I will say that's one thing I do remember from MTV. They will always do a good job of, you know, keying who the person is, what their name is, what the situation is in yeah. first place, currently in last place, currently facing, like, you know what I mean? So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I totally agree with you there. And that was a weird thing. The other thing that I gotta say really surprised me was. Fessy had a really just interesting strategy for this, right? Like he just right up right away. was like, well, actually you just figure it out like this. And then big bang, boom, boom. He had it going and, and you know, got to give credit to Fessy as well. A guy who doesn't really show off his smarts a lot. If that makes sense.
0: It does. It makes a lot of sense.
1: (laughs) So yeah, I thought that was super interesting. Um, Who ended up losing Desi ended up losing this one. And on the men's side, Corey, Corey ended up, Corey
0: was last spoiler in all four. Jeez. Corey had a a tough showing on day one. Yeah. Um, And he breaks down.
1: That was kind of like sad. Like when he said about his daughter viewing him as a loser, I know we joke around about Corey talking about his family all the time, but imagine that <laughs> do you know what i mean like i was watching him and like they didn't show like the close-up of tears or anything like that but my guy looked like he was getting emotional but in the confessional saying like geez i keep losing all these things like i don't want my kids to view me as a loser and i feel like that has to be uh, a goal <laughs> in parenthood that you don't want your kids to think you're a loser
0: i mean what are the chances that his daughters are watching the
1: show I mean, they're watching, but I'm sure they don't, like, get what's going on, right? I'm pretty sure they're still pretty young. So just like, oh, daddy's on TV. I
0: I think you can pretty reliably bank on children not knowing what's going on in the
1: world. It's fair. Right? We can go down a whole other different (laughs) uh, (laughs) wormhole here, but... Yes, that is totally I,
0: fair. I mean, say the two guys without children, but just <laughs> just in my experience, like I don't <sighs> I wouldn't stress about it, Corey. Like, just don't show her. Like, yeah, so, this is gonna be very cynical, and again, I have to stress I'm not a parent, but like to some degree, you can just construct the world that your children live in. Just like come home and tell her that daddy's a winner, she's not gonna know
1: uh it's pretty funny um, <laughs> right right though? yeah yeah She's like No, like four I hear just i hear you
0: just come home like buy a trophy at a dollar store <laughs> slap a participation ribbon on like stop going no it's
1: too funny <laughs> um what was the next one the eating trial, trial.
0: for steel stomach
1: so there's what a gross smoothie that had like stinky tofu pureed sauerkraut smoothie Mm -hmm. that sounds gross but i feel like they've had way worse stuff than that
0: yeah do you know do you know which uh, which one i think is the worst and Mm -hmm. maybe this is just me i don't like eating animal parts when i can tell what it is so like the ones where they've had to eat like eyeballs i would have had a really hard time with the uh where they had to drink blood Cause like blood's thick, you know, like, no, thank you.
1: I don't think I could have done that. No, I
0: I want to give a shout out to Michaela though, who, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of, but I think she actually has a really good strategy when she covers her ears so she doesn't have to hear what it is. Like, I actually think that's smart because to my point, like, you don't, if you don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. I think it's easier. Like, I think half of this game is mental. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, totally agree with that. It was a great strategy by her. I also think great strategy by Bananas, who says, you know, the dry food is the hardest, so crackers is a no go. You got to use the whatever your smoothie is to help that go down. Yeah, you could tell that people weren't doing well with the crackers. And what was the other thing? It was mealworms and cricket drizzle. Yeah, a chia stack. I don't and they had think a that'd be that bad. Go- no, I mean it's not, still not great, but again. On the scale of what we've seen before, you're right. And then they had a wasabi cracker stack loaded in chili truffle. Yeah. Which I would struggle with because that's a hot and I, I struggle with spicy. I would struggle with that for sure.
0: But again, I think it's all about, as Banana said, combining what you're eating to make it as palatable as
1: possible. True. And that's, that's just his experience for that's where being on the show for so long and experiencing how to deal with this stuff comes in handy Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, Like for example, Chris, who this would be his first go around. And I know they've, they've done, there's eating challenges on survivor, right? Mm -hmm. But he says he was doing okay until people started throwing up. And if there's one thing we know about the challenge, there's always the throw up montage, right?
0: Oh, it was a bad one. This this uh, this this one was maybe not the worst we've ever seen, but like it wasn't easy. It was not. I just
1: can't with the throw montage, man. It's rough. It's rough.
0: Except for one person. Tori was just thriving. She was just in her element.
1: She was jamming and eating. It was weird what was going on with Tori. She was like jamming, man. She's having a great time.
0: I honestly would have found it annoying. Like if I was beside her, seeing her like live her life like that, like (laughs) I do want, I do want to say this, this segment had my line of the episode. Okay. Uh, When Michaela said, this is hard for me. I have standards. I don't have the gas station palette. (laughs) The phrase gas station palette is just fire. And again, I'm not a big Michaela guy. But that, those were bars. That was really good. <laughs>
1: I like that. That might be the line of the episode. I like that. That or something about autocorrect. Um, <laughs> one of the two. One of the two. One of the two. Tune in to the timeline to see which one it was. But actually, I guess while people are listening to it, you'll know which they'll one it was. Um,
0: they'll, f- they'll figure it out.
1: The other funny thing about it for Tori, though, right? Because she was like dancing, she was having a good time, but she says it was easy for her because her dad made her eat snacks that were American cheese dipped in ketchup. That was considered a snack.
0: I mean, I don't know why she thinks that is on a par in terms of grossness. Like, I'm not saying it's a healthy snack, but like, it tastes way. I don't think of it as a snack. I'm just saying it would taste better. Oh. With like a more palatable consistency Fair. than what they're eating like it's sort of apples and oranges right
1: yeah like what was your random snack go-to snack as a kid that you'd always have
0: oh man i'm a, I'm about to drop some gross shit. uh i mean i first of all i mean the normal stuff i would mm. absolutely crush like cereal all day like dry cereal like just like corn dry cereal okay yeah just like corn pop, straight from the box Mm -hmm. um i for sure like big cookie and chips guy okay but but where we get weird is i would make relish sandwiches like i would take (laughs) bread and i put straight up relish on it (laughs) and eat that
1: i've never heard of that before in my life
0: uh Probably because I'm unique and special. And (laughs) what was your what were your go to snacks?
1: I would have cereal all the time, like so much so that I don't even drink milk anymore as an adult. I think I just drank so much milk as a child all the time. Cereal breakfast, noon, nighttime. Yeah. All the time.
0: I still drink milk like all the time. Like I go through like three bags of milk per week by myself no problem yeah
1: i don't maybe that's why i stopped growing or stopped growing <laughs> vertically <laughs> horizontally no problems there but uh, <laughs> um, no but the actual like go-to snack all the time would be uh taking two hot dogs out of the out of the fridge and then i would heat them up in the microwave and then cut them up in the little pieces and then stick a way too much ketchup on the plate. And then that was a snack that I had probably way too much as a kid.
0: Yeah, I would do that. I would microwave hot dogs from time to time.
1: Yeah. Way too much for me as a kid to the point where, again, I don't think I eat hot dogs at all as an, as an adult. I mean, it's
0: definitely burgers. have definitely overtaken hot dogs as my preferred like Mm -hmm. barbecue meal. If you're, yeah. if you're going to have a choice, right? Like add a barbecue. Definitely. Yeah. I also, I love that. I just casually mentioned bags of milk and we might have some American listeners that are like, wait, what?
1: Oh yeah. That's one thing I always forget. Yeah. Why is that by the way?
0: Uh, It's not even across Canada, but it's, it's most of Canada. Uh, <laughs> we do bags of milk,
1: but is there a reason for it? I'm sure there has to be right
0: there is a reason i don't know what the reason is (laughs) Whoa!
1: i think that might be the first time on this pod that john has said i'm not really sure the answer to that i'm sure there is a reason but i don't really wow this is like what was the espn show uh stump the schwab yeah that would just happen right now wow
0: (laughs) i'm googling it right now
1: I know I was filibustering to give you Thank more you. time here. It's what I do sometimes, you know. If there's anything that I can do on this pot, it is just ramble about nothingness to fill time. It's one of my skills.
0: So, the reason why Canada has bag milk, I have learned in the past 30 <laughs> seconds is because it is more ecologically friendly and cost efficient for the producers and it keeps the milk fresher longer.
1: So why wouldn't everyone do that? I don't understand.
0: Because people get freaked out having sacks of milk,
1: <laughs> little accidents and spillage. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, hmm. you just gotta have like the the magnet with like the little razor blade to yeah, slice yeah, it yeah. open. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember I, that. I was briefly romantically involved with an American, and she's like, "I heard you guys have bags of milk." I was like, "Open the fridge." Yeah. She's like, "What is happening? How do you drink out of this?" Do you, you still gotta gotta have, whole have bag
1: milk? Yeah. yeah. Okay, just checking. I know there's milk cartons, obviously, just checking. I go go through three bags a week. No problem. No, I don't drink that much milk, but I have like a milk carton. So I have like a carton that'll last me a week most of the time.
0: Nah, those are rookie numbers.
1: (laughs) Speaking of rookie numbers, uh, there was a race up the mountain is pretty much the next part, right? Yeah, so day two. Day two. Day which, two. again, I've got to look that up. I'm pretty sure I saw that. Or maybe I heard it on the pod that they did actually do the whole bit where you got to stay up and be sleep-deprived. So but, I'm so interested
0: in that because um, I noted in my notes, which is mm-hmm. where you note know things, that I I was like, wait, did they just sleep in a tent? Like, are, are they all well-rested? Like, this is way <laughs> easier if they, like, those four trials... I imagine with like the like fieldside confessionals and stuff. I imagine in total that was just like an eight hour day. Yeah. And yeah. so then, like, if you're well fed and then you sleep, like it's not that bad. <laughs> but if they were forced to stay up all night and that was cut, that's different. Then I will, yeah. I'll be less judgmental.
1: Yes. So there is a picture. This is correct. I did see this. My brain is not fried, but there's a picture of them standing on the post. You know, they normally have to do that. You know, you you stand on the little pillar or sometimes it's a tree stump or whatever. So there is a picture that leaked online. And so, uh, the competitors, so before the competitors could sleep during the overnight portion, they had to stand on pedestals and count to an hour. Mm
0: -hmm. If they
1: were under, they had to restart they were over by more than five minutes, they had to restart. They managed to get it correct on the third attempt, but they did it as a group, so it really didn't benefit one person more than the opponents Yeah, that sounds pretty dumb. I get yeah. why they didn't put that in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so for day two, yeah. Significantly, uh, in the in the steel stomach competition, Chanel finishes last. So she takes her first penalty. The most important thing that we have to talk about here is that Corey has a five minute penalty heading into
1: day two. So I want to talk about this for a sec. Okay. Cause I really think that he beat himself up really badly for this, but I don't really think that it's that big of a deal. Like you have so much time to make up the five minutes that like, honestly and truly, I don't think that it makes a difference in the end. I know the way that they edit it, it at the end made it seem as if the five minutes might have mattered like they tried to make it seem that way Mm
0: -hmm. but it
1: really didn't do you know what i mean so i think the five minute thing like it sounds like a big head start but i don't really think it's a big deal at all
0: especially because i think Corey might be the fastest man in the house that's left
1: sure yeah
0: right i mean between him and fessel so, like, mm-hmm. he could probably make that up, probably. Yeah, totally. totally. Um, so the final day, uh, they have to run 10 miles, which is 16 kilometers to the rest of the world. Hey. And along the way are risk stations. So you may pass the first two risk stations, mm-hmm. but if you do them right, you get a big advantage. If you get them wrong, you get penalized. Mm-hmm yeah and then the third risk station you must do Mm -hmm. so bananas has the biggest lead of anyone um and his strategy is to uh not absolutely book it out of the gate that's his words Mm -hmm. um he says that instead the thing to do is to pace yourself because this is a marathon not a sprint again it's a half marathon but that's fine it's not even really half marathon, but it's closer to half marathon than a full marathon. Um,
1: He's right, I, though. He's right because he knows that like people end up gassing out because you're going too hard at the beginning. If you can I just mean, set a good pace for yourself, you're much better off.
0: Is he right, though? Because you know that you have these stops. So it's not that you're running 10 miles flat. Hmm. It's that you run 10 miles split up three times
1: i think it depends on what kind of runner you are you know how there's some people who can run 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 and as long as they don't stop like they're fine like for me and i haven't run on the street in a long time but i used to hate when you get to like a red light you know and then like you're trying to like jog on on like in the same spot and it's just like not the same at all and just kind of it just ruins your momentum right Mm -hmm. so like I get what you're saying. I just think that it, it more so depends on the particular runner in general just because if you're doing like a full sprint to each one, yeah, you could look at the station as a rest, but like, you know, you might not even make it to the station, you know? Like you're sprinting, you're trying to sprint the whole way, but you might not make it to that station. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um,
0: so the first risk station, and notably Fessel passes bananas yep is that you have to throw an axe and get to stick on the target you've got five axes that's yeah. it you have five
1: chances have you ever been axe throwing i think so i think i did it once but i feel like yeah i think i did it once um then yeah it was okay but like after you go a couple times it's just like sure
0: the thing to, to think- remember with axe throwing is You don't actually want to throw it as hard as you can. What matters is how many rotations there are. Exactly. So you either want one rotation or two rotations before it reaches the target. Mm -hmm. But what matters is you just need the sharp part to hit and it'll stick. Yeah. So I was not surprised when Fessel could not get all five. He's too strong. Well, it's not that he's too strong. It's that he (laughs) thinks everything is about strength. Exactly. Rather than technique. Right, yeah. like he, he was probably just hurling it as hard as he could. His axes keep bouncing off. Yeah, but importantly, and like I should say, bananas gets it on the first go, Chris gets it almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Corey gets it eventually, he gets it pretty quick. But significantly, Fessel doesn't remember that because he didn't do it, he doesn't get to skip ahead yeah he's supposed to run the long way but he runs the short way instead
1: and i gotta say something here too you talked about how convoluted it was keeping up with um the times and like what the head starts were and all that some of these things during the competition were also convoluted like you listed beautifully the whole how everything works in terms of you have to everyone has to do the third one you can skip one of the first two but like then it was but if you're the last person to the second stage, then you're out it's just like, wait, what's going on here? So confused. And what happened to me watching this part was, so as you mentioned, if you don't hit the ax, if your ax doesn't hit the target, then you have to run the full uh, length of the next sprint to the next uh, station. But if you do hit the ax, your ax does hit the target, then you get a shortcut
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: Fessy, just takes the shortcut and they had this little graphic and I'm going to reference it to like the Mario Kart map, you know, where you're showing where each of the competitors are and like, who's in first, who's in second. Yeah. I, as they showed that for a glimpse, it showed Fessy and I got confused for a second. Cause I'm like, wait a second. How come Fessy's on the shortcut track? Like this makes no yeah. sense. So I was even confused in that moment until they came back around. <clears throat> Sorry. And I wonder if like, there is a way that they could have edited that part together better. Yeah. If that makes sense, you know, to, to build up a little more of the drama. Like I feel like before they would have been like, Fessy, you're going the wrong way. No, oh, oh," like something. And then like hard smash cuts to break or something. I don't
0: know. So significantly, Michaela and Desi also make it on their first throws. Mm -hmm. Chanel gets to it pretty quickly. Tori has to go the long way too, however yeah uh and she actually correctly goes the the long way (laughs) uh risk station two is you have to balance scales and you only get one shot at it so you have this big scale one side of it is filled with rocks the other basket is empty you fill it up and then you pull the lever which like is holding it steady and then you see where it's going yeah chris gets it oh like he gets it on obviously the first track because there's only one track he doesn't like nail it but like it doesn't it's not completely imbalanced yeah so he's allowed to go and the advantage here is when if you balance it you get to drive an atv yeah to the next risk station which mm-hmm. first of all obviously you're resting more yeah you're sitting you're hydrating But I think maybe more importantly, it'd be such a boost mentally because it's fun. Yeah. Like driving an ATV through Croatia would be fun. Mm -hmm. And like these competitions are not fun. So being like having that like 10 or 15 minutes or however long they drive the ATV for Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where you're just like sort of enjoying the wind in your face. Yeah. I think that'd be such a huge boost.
1: Totally agree with you. And like speaking of a boost, but the whatever the opposite of a huge boost is, imagine being fessy and you show up to the next station and they're like, sorry, you got to go back because you took the shortcut and you're not supposed to. Yeah. That's gotta be just deflating. Cause you know you're done at that point.
0: Yeah. You're absolutely done. The other thing that's significant that happens at risk station two is Desi and Michaela arrive together. Mm-hmm. Desi opts to go first and, like, balances it beautifully. Like, could not have done better. But Michaela, because she has to wait for Desi to finish, gets impatient and decides to run ahead.
1: Yeah. And her whole plan was she thought that she was banking on Desi to mess up. Yeah. Right? So her thought was... Desi's gonna hope that Desi messes up so then I have a head start on her on the run. Instead of if Desi messes up and then she's running, you now get your chance to watch what she did. Yeah, work off of that, get it correct, and then drive past her. Like the, the thought process made no sense by Michaela.
0: She's also she was so focused on Desi that she also missed the point that you also if you run the entire way and chanel or tory gets it or whoever is Mm -hmm. third because the fourth place person's eliminated they're gonna pass you if they get it too like an atv is gonna pass you no matter what and you're not getting the rest of someone in an atv and you're not getting that psychological boost i know it sucks to have Mm -hmm. to like sit and watch desi do it but like then at least you're like, at least you're then like five minutes behind her rather than like 15 or 20 minutes behind her. Like the ATV is like everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, this was at this station right here, it almost summed up perfectly a bunch of people's seasons of the challenge. And what I mean by that is for Michaela, it summed up her fact of just trying to do too much, right? Like the whole season, she's trying to do too much and too much that she didn't have to do. Cause she had the numbers on her side and she was pretty good at a bunch of the challenges. And if she just chilled and was patient and waited, mm-hmm. she could have made the final instead of like making up beefs with all these people along the way. And if I look at what happened now, if she just chills, waits for Desi to go and then goes, she gives herself at least a shot at the end. And yeah. instead you end up tiring yourself out and gassing out.
0: I'm so glad you said that because I had the exact same thought that just like Fessy screwed up the ax throwing because he couldn't not be like strong. He guy could, yeah. He couldn't not help himself. Mm-hmm. Michaela couldn't help herself. Like they both got in their own way. Yeah. Um, Definitely. so then <laughs> Our man, Corey, runs up mm-hmm. and he says, if there's one thing I know how to do, it's how to use a scale, maybe telling us and the feds too much. <laughs> I mean, what did he mean by that, Sheldon?
1: I don't know, man. I didn't even hear him say that, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I must have like, I wasn't paying attention to that part of it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I I admire your lack of snitching, but like that was yeah. Like I I hope he's talking about protein powder.
1: Yes, you know, that makes sense. That would definitely make sense, you know, weighing out his uh frozen fruit that he puts in his smoothies, his
0: macrobiotics, his macros, yeah,
1: exactly. You know, you gotta get the measurements correct, you know.
0: Uh Corey does it really quick. As he said, he is handy with a scale. Mm -hmm. We'll leave our listeners. decide what he meant by that so does chanel who trips running to reclaim her bag uh tori is the last woman to arrive so she's eliminated from the final same with fessel yeah that's crazy like i did not think that they would be eliminated
1: this is where i missed having more time with this Mm -hmm. finale because i needed more Not tears, but I needed more. um, I just needed more time with Tori and Fessy after a disappointing performance in the final. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: that's a bad, bad, bad performance by the both of them. You can't be the first ones eliminated. Are you serious? That's crazy. The whole season was spent being afraid to put Tori or Fessy into an elimination. Right then, we get to the final and you're supposed to be the big bad challenge vets and you you're the first ones eliminated and if you're tory you weren't even really close fessy at least you can look at it and say okay well he made one massive massive mistake and that cost him which always seems to cost him in a final if we go back on his final history Mm -hmm. but for tory she just got beat by the other girls Right. And I think, I think that was like a good reality check, not only for her, but the other people in the house. When you think about how good competitors, uh, Desi, Michaela and Chanel are, I think that's a good reality check for the rest of the house.
0: So we skipped over this, but also bananas could not balance the scale. So bananas and Michaela are on foot. Everyone Mm. else is on ATVs. So suddenly Corey's in second, Right, and Desi flies by Michaela, mm-hmm. and Chanel eventually flies by Michaela. Um, so on to risk station number three. Um, they have to stack cinder blocks in order of uh, who was eliminated. Yeah, which honestly shouldn't be too hard. Like that's their lived experience. And as Chris pointed out, he's directly responsible for sending five people home. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got so, that covered. So yeah, he's he's pretty on top of it. Um Chris, I, I it seems like everyone got it on the first try. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um Chris gets his done on the first try, Corey gets his pretty quick, Desi gets hers done just as bananas arrives, which shows how big a lead Desi has at this point. Yeah. Um Michaela needs to get help from paramedics uh, at this point like she's getting checked out like she is absolutely gassed out and done
1: that's also the miscalculation by her as well right like just the added toll that you're choosing to run an extra distance as opposed to just trying to receive the reward of driving an ATV. Yeah. Like logically, that all just makes no sense. <laughs> like, it just makes no sense. Like, why did, you, like, I get why in theory you might think it's too hard.
0: Mm-hmm. But if
1: you show up and you've already seen that people have gotten it right and you get to watch people go, that's the part I don't get. Yeah. That's the part I don't get. You could literally sit there, watch the rocks that she puts in and just do it the same way, switching a little something, something. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, Uh, and also, again, when you're standing watching, you're rehydrating, you can stretch, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can calm yourself down. Mikhail absolutely blew it. Um, Chris wins, which like, I mean, we're going to talk about that at length. But I do have to say, Corey shows up. He's second overall, second of the men. Yep. Is it possible that Corey was the fastest on day two.
1: No, because they tried to spin that narrative, right? Like they mentioned, oh, the five minute deficit, blah, blah, blah. But Corey also says that he never saw Chris. Yeah. Right. Like he and think about that. There are parts where they're like going up a mountain. And so how could you not like, if you were even remotely close to him at any point, you would at least see him.
0: Yeah, that means that they're like for the balancing like for each risk station, there was no crossover like that means Chris was done his cinder blocks yeah. before Corey had even got in there.
1: Exactly. And if there was the overhead shot of Chris and Corey,
0: we would have showed it. it. We, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. They would have showed us that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think the five minute uh, deficit mattered. Um, because I just think Chris just dominated, yeah. he really did. It's that simple. And I saw this it said, Chris, uh, challenge and survivor champion, four elimination wins, two daily challenge wins to guarantee a spot in the final, and then went against three vets in the finals and cruise to victory. A legendary season.
0: I, I mean, we spoke about him maybe being rookie of the year, yeah. I mean I think we were on,
1: in fairness, we were on this a couple of weeks ago talking about like yo, Chris is like he's gonna do really well.
0: Yep. And you know, and Desi wins uh, for the women. Yes. I, I Wes tweeted about this without spoilers. He said, you know, the people who won deserve to win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. Yeah. There, there's no they both played, I mean, Chris played a bad political game. Yeah. Um, but Desi played a flawless political game.
1: Yeah. I mean, she had a good crew mm-hmm. stuck with their crew, even dealt with like the drama of when Michaela wanted to make like huge, massive moves. You know, she played the right hand in terms of, you know, when things kind of blew up with Tori, she was the one to kind of make amends. Like, yeah, I thought she had a really good season and You know, the fact, if we remember a couple episodes ago was when her and Chris decided they were going to try to work together, obviously to win together. Then that's pretty dope. Yeah, I just thought it was a great performance for Desi in good uh, revenge for how the last her last finale ended with the meow meow and my guy just quitting on her right at the first station of the final. Right, so to have that happen,
0: she was never the problem on that
1: team. No, 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 but I'm saying, like, it's good revenge in terms of like how disappointed she was at that moment, right? Like, if you put a side by side her emotions pouring out tears of sadness, right, and frustration, going back to the first season of the challenge USA and being eliminated because your partner is afraid to go in the water and doesn't want to go in the water and you're eliminated. You're the first one out to then the side-by-side image of the emotions pouring out of this finale where obviously tears of joy because you just won your share of $250,000 because you just won. I mean, that's a great storyline. When you look at it, the redemption of Desi and the redemption of Chris who had a difficult season. I don't know if I've seen a season like that where someone was picked on and thrown back in, didn't have the numbers on his side, but just kept winning both eliminations and daily challenges to get to the final and then dominate a final like that, right? Like we've seen Bananas, we've seen CT, we've seen some guys before, right? Even Mm -hmm. Ashley, like get thrown into eliminations and and have to fight their way through Kara, Right, fight their way through to a final. We've seen that before, but I'm Mm -hmm. saying to have that happen and then dominate the final like this, got to give Chris a lot of credit, a lot of credit for that.
0: Absolutely. Um, I think we know who our MVPs are. Like, how could it not be the two that won?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, What about like overall, like just from the season? What was your biggest? I want to ask you, and I I, sorry, were you going to talk more about this season?
0: I was just going to say like overall I thought the season was fine.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I thought the season was fine and and that kind of goes along with what I was going to ask, right? Cuz I was going to say like overall just in terms of the Challenge USA as a brand and this thing being on on CBS again and even the structure change because it's just an hour long, it's kind of just straight business. There's no real like side shenanigans of what we're used to on The Challenge as a show, as an entity. What do you think of the Challenge USA?
0: I just don't like it as much. Like yeah. it, it, I liked this season more than last season. Agreed. But it's it's just it's as we keep saying it's PG thirteen, and the challenge to me should be rated R. Like it's yeah. We didn't get the details because of just like the hour long episodes, which really are forty five minutes long. Mm-hmm. We. Know we don't really see a lot of the like goofing off or like romantic connections in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's not, it's it's fine, it's just not as good.
1: And let's be honest, too, right? I think the biggest difference in terms of enjoying the challenge USA season two versus season one is that they added actual challenge competitors. And if we break it down, you added these challenge competitors and they were outnumbered and yet the majority of them made it to the final. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's like, you can try to steal the, the challenge swag and bring it to CBS and use all these other people, but as long as you're still playing the challenge game, you need the challenge vets and competitors to be on the show to make the show good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You need that. So I don't know what they're going to do for season three or if there is a season three, um, but yeah. Overall, I was... I. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Yep.
0: We've seen worse for sure. Mm-hmm. Significantly on Thursday, the MTV yes. challenge is back.
1: Is it Thursday or Wednesday?
0: It is. You might be right. We'll figure it out. It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Okay. So okay. it is the challenge battle for a new champion. So the concept I gather is that it's all people who've been on the challenge who've never won before mm-hmm. but they also and like i kind of dislike this part they have returning champions which is like a format we've seen before yeah so i don't know if these people are supposed to be coaches if they're going to get to enter in later mm-hmm. on Yeah, yeah i don't know what but like i kind of would love to see a season without returning champions Right and like the the cast of the people who've never won before is actually quite intriguing to me. There's uh, Mm Asaf, Berna, uh, who we we've seen both of them on the show before. Callum, who is new to me, Chauncey, uh, Kieran, who is I think that's how you say his name, who is new to me, Colleen, Corey Lay, uh, Ed. Ah, uh, Emmanuel, remember the uh, <laughs> yes. Romanian wish version of Jordan.
1: Yep,
0: Horacio, who I love. Huey, uh, James J is back once again. Jessica Brody, who looks familiar, but I can't place it. Um, I think her name is Jujuy. I don't know. J U J U Y. How would you pronounce that, Sheldon?
1: I have no idea
0: uh kylan dj mel
1: (laughs) yes dj mel
0: uh michelle mariah narice olivia back after getting her face rocked uh raven remember her who was obsessed with that guy who was just not feeling it yeah big t is back oh wow and zara big Uh, t I love big T. And then the uh returning champions, and I'm not clear on what the role is, are Brad, Kara, okay, CT, Durrell, my guy Devin, Jordan, Casey, Kaz, mm-hmm. who I guess is from one of the other challenge like Australia or whatever, Laurel and Tori.
1: Okay. So hold on, we're gonna have Jordan, Tori, and the bootleg Jordan. Yes. And Laurel and, and Kara. Yes. Okay. I need I need a bunch of these people to be on for a long time.
0: <laughs> I hope I hope it's ex- as explosive as it could be.
1: Yeah. It sounds like it's gonna be fun. So I, I can't wait for that. That should be that should be cool. And I mean, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes for sure.
0: Where can the good people find you on social media?
1: You can find me on the app, formerly known as Twitter at shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, as always shouts to the people liking and subscribing, sending in the comments. You guys are the reasons why we still do this pod. I mean, we enjoy talking to each other. We enjoy cracking jokes, but also when you guys are on us, when like, you know, where's the pod, where's the pod, where's the pod? We got to serve the people. So we thank you.
0: Um, you can find me on all social media at J Chidley Hill. And until later this week, this was You Killed It.
1: You Killed It.